0: I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. We're heard from coast to coast all over the country, radio stations that play this program. We're very grateful to the program directors that do so. And uh, also like to thank TalkStreamLive.com for linking to those stations. Go to TalkStreamLive.com and listen on several different channels that are available, some 28 million streams, and we do well. And we're thanking TalkStreamLive for getting us out there. Also, Aftermath.fm. Aftermath.fm is straight from the board. Loud sound, good sound from Aftermath.fm. And they're also responsible for putting together the podcasts and putting them available to you, the, the shows, the the the, uh, the archive shows. And you can get those by going to aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. It's our library. You can sign up for a subscription. That way you can listen to shows, do research, listen to other shows and podcasts that are available as well that share a lot of the same attitudes we do. And some of them know, but I mean, it's, you just take your pick. There's all kinds of different varieties of shows and study groups too with Bill Cooper, Tracy Twyman, several other people that we have in our study groups that you can listen to too as well as they speak you read their books and you can read some of the things that they put together so we have it all together at our library just go to aftermath.media that's aftermath.media and uh, you'd enjoy it a lot of people do they love subscribing and they think it's great because they get to read they get to do a lot of study i mean it's 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 your one stop for everything that uh, is outside the box everything seriously so we're counting down the days till all hallows eve which of course falls on a sunday this year and of course, the Day of the Dead's in November, November first, Dia de los Muertos, um, and that's kind of it's a double holiday when you consider that the night before we we redeem the dead or we think of the dead, the evil spirits or the or the dark entities come along to frighten us and remind us memento mori, remind us that we die. But there are other souls and other spirits and other. I guess you call them demonic type of influences that rue the day they they they're, they're the ones that come and remind us that sometimes the afterlife is more complicated than just going to heaven or going to hell. The old say this is when hell is full of dead then the dead will be forced to walk the earth. And one of my favorite subjects this time of year is vampires and vampirism and how to this day the rumors of the elite and others drinking human blood is the secret to a longer lifespan. And I was first introduced to the idea of this from David Icke and of course Chris Everard who was on the show uh, the other day talking about the transmigration of souls. And both David, I can, and Chris would speak to me about how there was research that they've done and others have done about the members of the Royal family and how they live long lives and why they live long lives. And the rumor is, is that they drink the blood of innocent children or they, or they basically, you know, behind the scenes, they're cannibals. That's an outrageous thing to say. Outrageous thing. I mean, and I think they're reptiles too, reptilian beings that are, that are ruling over us. that They have that bloodline. It's a reptilian bloodline. And all this stuff that I can talk about, Chris Everhart has talked about, the witchiness of the royal family and, and the blood drinking. And so I was introduced to a book, and, and you should read this book. It's called Mummies, Cannibals, and Vampires. It was written by Dr. Richard Shug. And in the book, it's reported that in medieval Europe, medicinal cannibalism, was practiced by people of royal stature. It was believed that eating human fat, drinking blood, and eating brains from skulls could cure anything from nosebleeds to heart problems. And in the heyday of medicinal cannibalism, bodies or bones were routinely taken from Egyptian tombs and European graveyards. Not only that, but some way into the 18th century, some, some of the royals of the 18th century, One of the biggest imports that came to these royals were imports from Ireland into Britain, and that was human skulls. They collected them. Tracy Twyman, and I mentioned her earlier, she also introduced me to the idea of skull therapy, uh, especially when it came to the Baphomet story and the worship of the skull and and the taking of Geronimo's skull for the Skull and Bone Society at Yale. And some people even suspect that it could be John the Baptist's skull or even the skull of Jesus, which is even more outrageous. But the royals had this fascination. Some of the royal families in early Europe, they had this, foundation, they had this fascination. They would routinely ground up skulls, and they had oil distilled from these skulls. It was used to cure all kinds of maladies, all kinds of ills. The concoction was called king's drops. And, of course, now we have modern medicine and these ancient practices of blood drinking and skullduggery have escaped us, right? Well, after last night's show, you have to wonder just what it is with these concoctions and tinctures and this pharmacia that even included putting human cells or human remains or skulls or ground skulls into drugs. And even people have cited religious reasons for not taking the vaccine because of the human fetal cells that are used in developing the vaccine. I don't know if anybody remembers it was a show I did many years ago where I was reading one of my occult chronological histories of alchemy to Wicca. Um, I have this book, and so I, it's a, I think it's in Ron's garage now because when we moved out of the studios at our last station, I had to bring all of these books with me. And so this was a very rare book. It was called The Occult Chronological Histories of Alchemy to Wicca, Satanism, and Witchcraft. And in the book, it seems to be evident that from the 14th century on, there was this deadly movement of defying the divinity of Jesus Christ. And this idea was not passed down because of some tradition. It all sprang ready-made from the horrors of a plague, from the Black Death. See, it appears that in times of plague and disease, we find ourselves in moments where people lose all hope. And in the process, they expose themselves to lower powers. In that very process, they also open themselves up to more suffering and disease. And, and, and you know, this was all covered. This has all been covered with what we talked about last night. The idea that it's a voodoo spell, it's a voodoo ritual, it's witchcraft, it's it's some way of keeping us in line with no-touch torture and opening ourselves up not just to COVID-19 or some other disease, it's many other diseases that certainly need to be looked at but are overlooked because we're focusing our attention on one certain disease. And so what that leads to, it leads to people who are desperate to keep their lives intact i mean this is why people run to get the vaccine is because they don't want to die but there are other things other concoctions and tinctures that people have relied on for centuries nearly 900 years to be exact and so this is where we get the vampire myth the idea that blood especially blood of younger people when it's drank It prolongs your life. And today, some of the more prevalent vampire myths can be explained with science, of course. And the fear from long ago that the dead could still harm the living was only intensified when dead bodies were exhumed and appeared to have blood coming out of their mouths without an understanding of how the body decomposes and how purge fluid, the purge fluid, what happens is when the body dies, the lips retract one of the first places to see the decay, the lips start retracting and the jaw juts forward and the teeth, canines seem to sink. And then you have the ooze or the blood or whatever this black goo is that comes out of the mouth, sort of a a very viscous blood that uh, seems to be, and and, and people have seen this viscous blood uh, in the blood clots that are given to people after they get COVID shots. So it's kind of like we're living in, Similar conditions where people are now being aware of, of of the suffering of this disease, blood clots, blood coming out of the mouth, blood coming out. I mean, without an understanding of how the body decomposes, people don't know of the purge fluid. They don't know. I mean, it's easy to see how people could assume that their loved ones were attempting to come back from the dead and were drinking people's blood because the blood was on the mouth when they dug up the grave. So. And many early skeletons from medieval times have been found with bricks or rocks filling their mouths or sickles around their necks. And it's just their idea of keeping these dead folks from rising up and attacking. They put metal bars. It wasn't just a wooden stick. You put a metal bar through the chest and then you put a brick in the mouth. You chain a brick to the mouth. So you you dig up these skeletons and you see these huge bricks or rocks in their mouths keeping their mouths from biting and then putting a, a stake or a, some sort of a metal bar through the chest. And so if you if you look at some of these skeletons, I mean, they, from time to time, there's a story that comes out where we're talking, they talk about this, right? And there's also you know, other suggestions about vampires are really just people who suffer from pyphoria or porphyria. Um, um, it, it's a condition, basically, that makes a person sensitive to sunlight. People with this disease are relegated to the indoors because exposure to light can lead to blisters and other problems, and of course, they have to get daily blood transfusions that's sometimes needed in order for them to feel better. Um, But in a time of limited understanding, like in the medieval days, people were terrified that they could become or catch a disease that would be considered a vampire's disease. And so, where does that leave us today? Well, it leaves us in basically the same spot because we're facing or we're in the middle of a plague. A, a plague that we don't seem to have a handle on and many people are struggling to find a potion or what have you to prolong their lives because they worry they're going to die which is no different than what we saw during the plague years and the rise of vampirism 503-225-0860 that's 503 225 I'm Clyde Lewis you're listening to Ground Zero and we'll be back I'm Clegg Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, eBooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.